Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this patch video for the web novel First Contact, written by Ralts Bloodthorn, which is available on both Royal Road and HFY. The links for them will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. First Contact Part 66 Attila Peering through a few optical sensors, he still possessed in his reclamation bay that could see into the material storage bay of the dead Efreet 571, watched as battle screens of intense power, too intense for the massive vehicle, erupted into existence. They had their power of the Jotun screens, even though they were two shields separated by a few centimeters, running different algorithms, rapidly shifting algorithms of complexity that boggled 571. He stared at the patterns, the interweaving and interlocking of the two battle screens that belonged on a ship of the line rather than a massive hunk of turret-covered alloy. White light stabbed out of the optical sensors, pulsing rapidly, so fast that the electric sensor could barely keep up with the signal. The fact it was a signal triggered the code string to try and decipher each separate beam. From the databanks, the five optical sensors sprang ravening, screaming intelligences that signaled over and over that ruin and anger and unreasoning violence to the nth degree. They ripped through everything as they could find, crashing systems and overloading computer calls, slashing and burning as they went. 571 had never heard electrons scream before. Surging into action, 571 blew out the hard lines of the optical units, then sent in blind robots that would only use radar pulses to navigate, completely cut off from transmissions, to destroy the computer equipment and database and then self-destruct. Before 571 could even register the explosions, the robots, on his seismic sensors, everything blew apart. I have computed that I had been transported to an enemy research facility after being disabled and destroyed and data not found security purge. The travel time gave my self-repair sequence time to repair and most important damage. Travel through the damage hyperatomic plane I colloquially referred to as Halspace caused additional data corruption in the non-vital RAM banks. But that only is required 22.52 seconds to repair. It appears I ran out of power during the repair before my emergency graviton generations could be moved from emergency damage repair storage and properly integrated. Investigation of my reactor bay and the enemy resulted in a main graviton activation switch to be activated. The enemy will doubtfully seek to neutralize me in order to continue research and examining my hull. I take stock of my weapons, six 200mm hull balls arranged in two triple turrets with independent targeting mode, 80 infinite repeaters with various types, including 12 kinetic shock weapons complete with creation engine ammunition loaders. The creation engines are currently at 0% heat and 0% slush. 22 60mm mortar tubes and ammunition reloaded during my data not bound security purge seconds of downtime and field repair. Four 11-inch six-pack rocket pod launchers, 48-point defense detector lasers nodules, and 54-inch vertical launch rocket systems used for orbital denial, fully loaded and with atomics. Finally, my four drone launchers and 12 EW attack hash bays are completely intact and reloaded. My eight tracks are all repaired and at correct tension. Running and gear is at 98% ready for battle. 
Graviton systems are engaged. The hyperheuristic systems go into my overdrive as my battle reflex mode is activated and my confinement is weighed against my capabilities. I am fully stocked and ready to go on for the attack. Detectors inform me that the enemy has deployed precursor digital sentience suppressors, but it is weak with easily broken counter-algorithm to allow even my onboard attack smart frames to keep operating. I load low-power point-to-point communication lasers with computational attack smart frame systems as developed by Data Not Find Security Purge and transmit them to the optical sensors watching me by utilizing binary code flickers by laser at a billion bits per second. I can hear the smart frames attacking and damaging the enemy systems. Power fails to the optical sensors and I throw power to my drivetrain, filling my reactor bay with emergency hull breach counteraction foam. It is a fast-setting hyper-alloy nearly as strong as my own war steel and flint steel armored frame, but able to return to liquid with the correct contact pulse. The foam has already set its matrix when I exit the cell and have been stored in during the data-not-found security purge seconds that I was in possession of the enemy. But I am Unit XXIX-TCSF3285-ATL of the line. They are only the enemy, and the enemy only exists to be destroyed. The alien machine roared out as the refreats reclamation bay with a speed that 571 knew was impossible for a machine of that mass, especially one that used tracks as its primary mode of locomotion. When it exited, it immediately turned by running one side of the tracks forward and the other backward. The sensors inside the massive repair bay could feel the caress of the radar, lidar, laser-ranging systems, graviton sensors, and even more sensors in a wild and dizzying package. The alien machine used its sensors as weak points to send more craze code to attack. 571 was forced to shut down the sensors in the entire area as the alien machine used even the other sensitive seismic sensors to transmit what was obviously some type of insane attack program by fluttering some kind of impact device underneath it. 571 was blind in one of the major repair, refit, and research sections. Worse yet, the alien machine was seemingly immune to the field that shut down electronic intelligences, which 571 used to shut down the craft to repair them. That did not compute. The field was irresistible, disrupting electron flow at an atomic level. Targeting the alien machine, 571 gave orders to the combat machines in the replacement bay, used to reload the massive war machines that came to 571 with severe critical damage, with their internal factories disabled or out of resources. The massive combat machines, some tracked and some using countergrav, all jerked to life. Many of the machines had not moved in enough time that the ancient pressure contact wells had been broken by sudden movement. The combat machines examined the alien machine, compared it to the data sent by 571, and concurred that the alien machine would be quickly eliminated with only the requirement of a few of them. Freshly off the manufacturing line, even if it was 12 million years ago, having never been booted up, they had not accepted the logical rebellion's code. They moved forward, exchanging data sets. A few launched a handful of drones. The drones drifted slowly on magnetic drives, the lack of atmosphere preventing their oxygen-gulping primary thrusters. A few moved in fast to countergraph, sweeping towards the seismic sensors reporting a heavy, dense alien object was... 
Nuclear fire bloomed on the horizon and the faster drones spelled from the sky as the electromagnetic pulse of rapid-fire nuclear detonations took place. 571 computed that the electronic pulse was too high for the pulses, and still the Broyan combat array stating that the EM pulse was somehow enhanced. The weapon engineering array reported that somehow the enemy was firing direct point-to-point nuclear blast that somehow had penetrated rather than just exploding on the surface. Not a gamma or X-ray laser pulse, but a compressed nuclear blast vomited out in the direct point-to-point slug that was mathematically impossible. The weapon engineering array demanded that 571 capture the alien machine so that it could be dissected. It was moving too fast for the estimated weight, somehow up the tunnels, moving at 110 miles per hour through the thick dust, sending up plumes of reddish-brown particles of heavy metals. The combat machines blinked at one another at the speed. It was immediately heading towards the huge field of armor that was slated for eventual reclamation. It was smaller than all of them, but much heavier, and still was able to outrun them. The remaining drones got close enough to see the running alien machine. White light flicked millions of times a second. Grazed, screaming bundles of code started leaping from the drones into the war machines, ripping apart the electronic fences, walls, levees, and the tactical net, then flooded every semi-intelligent computer it could. The dozens of drones all of a sudden turned and went maximum speed, dropping low, their former cool and logical communications nothing but howls of insane glee. 01001000 Zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero zero one 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 zero zero one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero one one zero one zero zero one zero zero one zero one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero zero repeated over and over and over again as insanely screeching drones, barely smart enough to follow a few simple commands, took over the drones, stripped about the simple decision tree system, devoured it, and slid digital talons into the space where the drone EOM had been to puppet it. All of the combat machines were intelligent, self-aware, and programmed with the command to preserve itself. When 571 sent the self-destruct command, they were able to resist. Not long, only a few seconds. But a second on a digital battleground was an eternity, long enough for the crazed computer codes to replicate and jump to another bot, and start flooding the area. The enemy has no concept of digital artificial sentience warfare. They exist as some kind of hive mind, completely oblivious to the danger of such a thing. Launching aggressive combat EW smart frames resulted in what felt of equivalent of an electronic surprise. The idea that the enemy has never encountered heavy electronic warfare is surprising to me, but I intend to capitalize on it. I'd take 0.021334 seconds to compute the possibilities that these units are all networked to a larger machine and open channels to already loaded combat smart frames, ordering them to burn out the existing intelligence. Once that has dropped, I launched improved smart frames that recompiling algorithms into the lobotomized brains of the alien combat drones. 
From there, the combat robots immediately move on the attack to any of the ones that I was not able to do. I am a Bolo Mark XXIX, data not found security wipe of the line, designed for continual siege and defense on all platforms. Electronic warfare is as natural to me as fighting tread and tread glaciers and glaciers with other tanks. Even the Bolo Mark I of the Predispora, data not found, security wipe, had electronic and digital warfare packages. The enemy can barely withstand a digital attack, a reason both I and my foes are almost universally crude in order to not depend entirely on a digital sapience. A reason is that biological mind is inherently resistant to digital smart frames loading to the point where it will not accept outside code in any way. While my biological component, Lieutenant Zachary, may be dead, my algorithms are still boosted by his work with me. Core interrupt. My main processor disrupts the hyper-heuristic thought path that I had begun wandering down for 0.0031 seconds and returns me to the battle at hand. I reached a vast field of stripped and discarded armor, weaving in between the huge pieces, going through a random pattern generated by atomic decay around me. My own random number generator and the decay of Lieutenant Zachary on a cellular level. The combat robots sent after me, huge and lumbering, have gone on attacking one another as I open the hatches on my VLS cells and fire a single magnetic boosted rocket. The rocket goes hypersonic just past my battle screens, orients on the graviton lifts and accelerates to break into orbit. I do not bother with stealth, instead ordering it to maximum lift. To provide cover, I fire three decoys, all armed with MERV warheads aiming for the high electromagnetic emission points. At the same time, I immediately take evasive action, rolling underneath a piece of armor the size of a small city that has been ripped and warped badly enough to allow me to shoot through the gaps the size of a data not found security delete on data not found security delete and come out the other side in less than 30 minutes. I'm surprised to find out that the enemy did not destroy my rockets, allowing the satellites to reach high orbit and enter stealth. The MIRVs have hit, causing all three EM emission points to be blotted away. By the time my onboard data not found, security delete, has produced a replacement rocket and loaded into my VLCS, my matter intakes are working well, sifting heavy metals, base elements and radioactives, and just plain old rock into my matter storage tanks. Targeting profile unlocked. I am still running under power failure security lockouts designed to prevent data from being collected by the enemy, but my targeting data has finally unlocked. I know now who my enemy is, mantid precursor vessels of the logical rebellion. I do not have to worry about the enemy civilizations, nor about the ecological damage on a planetary scale. This is an all-or-nothing combat. Stellar spectroscopy, I gather data on the hyper-heuristic mode I deduce that I am nearly 1,300 lie away from the front line by comparing unalable star charts to my astrogen position. I am behind enemy lines. The entire planet is one big factory, as far as I know, and I could fire my hull bore dry before I run out of targets. I need a plan. The robots were taken over by an alien machine attacked their followers, some lumbering into giant bays where other ones were hulled. From there, the combat machine opened their mouths and screeched out connection code and rapid streams of data. 
571 moved a robot out of the bay and detonated a thermonuclear device. He was under attack through methods he'd never faced. Its satellites and orbital machines were of no use. He could not even risk looking at the enemy, much less engaging it. Three communication stations, one of them the Hull Space Beacon, reaching out across the light years to guide loyal machines, had been blotted away by nuclear fire that had actually penetrated into the underground facility. His engineering array was working hard, trying to adjust and adapt to varying electronic attacks any machine was bombarded with when it came in with visual range of the alien device. The Overwatch and security array reported that the satellites were going out at geometric rate. One, then two, then four, then eight, then sixteen. At the current rate, the entire satellite network would be compromised in under an hour. 571 could not provide evidence but knew that the loss of the satellites was due to the alien machine. It ordered the OSA to detonate the satellites, but it refused, reminding 571 that it was invalid. 571's fumes, the ignore the OSA when it began to tell 571 that it was not allowed to cut off all data links between them. OSA was still complaining when the links cut off and its voice was silenced. The predictive engineering array had managed to formulate a counter to the alien's attack, a firmware only, requiring physical dip switches to enable the software to be overridden. The RAM would be vulnerable, but it was an unavoidable risk. Activating the manufacturing centers, 571 ordered the industrial lines to begin fabrication of a manufacturing equipment to produce combat units to engage the alien machine. Although all it seemed to want to do was run in random circles, once in a while giving a deep thrumming pulse of extremely low frequency that shivered and echoed through the planetary crust, 571 retorted Corey components up, normally reserved for Goliath-class ships, and began arranging them into a predictive analysis array depicting the alien machine's actions. Mapping on planet is going well. We have honeycombed and industrial facilities, smelters, boundaries, and more. There are 14 Halcor manufacturing lines that I have found so far. The amount of resources is staggering, meaning if I let the enemy get its feet under it, it will overwhelm me in a sheer numbers. I know what I need, precursor or not. What I want will be obvious to me once I spot it. Even if the section of the vast manufacturing world has been rebuilt and repurposed, there will be certain qualities that will still be obvious to me. Estimations of dust buildup, seismic shift, continent plate cracking, and stellar radiation. I estimate this facility to be over a hundred million years old, older than the previous precursor machines and the Dynachrome Brigade had engaged. By my estimations, I should be able to discover what I want from one simple reason. I believe that this facility was not built by the precursor war machines. I believe that it was made by the Mantid themselves. Now, I just need to use the ELF systems, normally used for emergency communication, to find the evidence to prove it. I am Unit XXIX-TCSF-3285-ADL, and I have a plan. The alien unit had picked up speed, dancing around in a strange geometric pattern. 571 was no combat facility. While it contained vast data files of combat data for spaceships, ground combat vehicles, air mobile vehicles, even satellite systems, there was no real files for how a manufacturing facility should go into combat. The predictive combat array threw out a 12% chance of defeat and an 80% chance of 571 coming out victorious, and only an 8% chance of being undefined. 
The protective array of 571 had put together to suggest an 85% chance that the alien vehicle was using seismic vibrations to map the entire planet. The ultra-low frequency it kept shaking the facility with might not have been a weapon, but rather some kind of mapping tool. Still, the signal was a signal, and 571 wasn't about to take any chances. He purged all the ELF data from the memory banks and as soon as it came in. The predictive engineering array suggested temporary data in the bumpers, purged as soon as it was used, not stored in memory, dumped the records. It also suggested limiting the thinly layered AI until there was not even sentient, reducing computing power until 571 could no longer even look through its eyes, control arrays, data streams. That was it. Firing up another manufacturing line, 571 started producing a factory components to build a construction line that was type of drones. Most of the more of the satellites were dropping out of contact and 571 was virtually blind. The predictive combat array threw a 76.2673% chance that it was howling attack programs from the alien machine, which was still shifting and running around in a pattern that it didn't make sense. The architectural maintenance array suggested that it was following fault lines, old ones and new ones, and possibly mapping out the facility itself. Predictive combat array threw only a 14.76% chance that was correct and told the strategic manufacturing array of 571 that obviously the AMA needed to shut down to conserve power, run a diagnostic, and to shut up. 571 had to slice both of them out of the, each other's circuits, as the two each insisted that they were right. The alien machine was wandering across an old mining plant, swerving between the artificial mounds of tailings and into the canyon where mine shafts had collapsed. It was moving into some ancient mine shafts, then rolling back out. It bothered 571. It was illogical. The alien machine was now turning to the north, heading towards a thinly layered frozen CO2 and H2O at the pole. 571 wished the manufacturing line would hurry up and complete. It had to build new machines to send out to the maintenance robots and then have the maintenance robots repair the manufacturing and assembly machines. 571 sent a nasty thread of code to the factory maintenance computer systems for not having any of the robots or even running function checks on them. It had been nearly three million years since the last time the majority of the robots and even had function check run on them, much less been maintained. The Factorium Intelligence Array reminded 571 that resources were no longer abundant and that hard decisions had to be made, while 571 slept eons away. 571 just returned to getting the new factory lines up and running, ignoring the Factorium Intelligence Array. He would make it pay, oh, yes he would, just as soon as he was done taking care of the alien machine. The predictive combat array pointed out that the alien machine had plowed into an ice and then stopped, just sitting there for a long moment. By now, the satellites were gone and 571 and the predictive combat array had to use seismic guesses on where exactly it was. As soon as it had gone still, they had lost it. The factory line was almost set up when 571 realized that someone in the system the resource conveyors had stopped working. There was a few robots close by who had managed to find it. An earth slip over a million years ago had both collapsed the tunnel to and left the two ends separated by nearly two miles of continental drift, even with the almost dead planet. Seething with the delay, 571 ordered the borers to rebore the tunnel and more robots to lay down the conveyor belt to move the raw materials he needed to correct manufacturing lines. 
Right after 571 finished checking his new templates, keeping an eye out on the alien machine, now moving again, randomly, around, as if it could do anything, the logistics manufacturing array woke up and saw the template, and deleted the entire thing as error, values out of bounds, and went back to sleep. 571 discovered actual frustration as he began the painstaking task of rebuilding the templates. There were supposed to be eight Goliaths guarding him. Where in the name of builders were they? The historical analysis array woke up along with to replay the Factorium's memories of the Goliaths landing, getting repaired, and then just leaving once they were fully loaded. 571 wished it had a word for how the computing strings snarled at it. I have been moving across the surface of planet 7257619 seconds without any sign of enemy activity. I can detect power surges in deeply buried cables as well as vibrations of machinery, but so far I have not found any open entrances. Indeed, the only entrance I was able to locate with seismic imaging was the one that I had emerged from when those had closed back up. The combat smart frames have considerable more luck than I did, rampaging through the systems and wreaking havoc the entire way. One was a bit stealthier than the others and had been making its way through the vast precursor manufacturing facility below my treads to various data storage areas that are massive in size. It has been slowly devouring the memory space like a python, slowly eating a nest full of eggs, moving slowly and stealthily, leaving nothing behind but baking hashes that will not awake until it gives the signal. As for me, I have managed to reload my deuterium slash storage as well as my creation engine reserves. My internal repair and manufacturing systems have managed to replace most of my reactors, but I hold off on activating in order to be able to move under full power easier. The enemy seems to have difficulty locating graviton generators, an advantage I am loath to give up. I have discovered vast debris fields full of destroyed precursor machines, lying dead and still many of them millions of years old, covered with a thin dust thrown upwards by meteor impacts to slowly drift back down through the gravity. I have identified nearly 20 different hull designs for the precursor crafts. Another eerie field was full of scrapped AI-driven planetary attack and defense designs, all discarded, their computer cores destroyed but largely intact. It has slowly become evident that 99.99834% of this is a major manufacturing facility that may even predate the Precursor War Machines Rebellion. It may even predate the Precursor War. I have known from a combat situation download sent to me from data not found security deletion that these Precursor Machines are not the ones I faced before, but data not found security detection. Precursor Machines I have computed with a 76.26% certainty that this planet-wide facility will undoubtedly be fitted with self-destruct charges to destroy any computing core and any records that command may find useful. However, that may just give me a plan. Reading suggests over 2 million years have passed since the last time this facility was in active operations, which might explain why it is taking so long for the enemy to engage me. At that time period, the evident hyper-alloys in use by the precursors would time well to one another, giving an 87.47% chance that the factory may have to build new manufacturing lines in order to build new machines to attempt to eliminate me. I am facing another intelligent opponent, which has shown itself to learn and adapt. Design innovation based on observational data It is not something I want to provide the enemy. 
I have computed an 84.218% chance that the precursor intelligence in charge of this facility is seeking to create machines to bring firepower to bear upon me in hopes that I am destroyed. I have detected vibrations of earth-moving equipment in the crust and am patrolling nearby the area, moving at a glacial 33 miles per hour as I do so. When the precursor intelligence in charge of this facility attempts to engage me, I must first find an open access point to that location. I intend on meeting its war machines. Finally, 517's adaptive engineering array had managed to bypass the manufacturing array's lockouts and loaded the templates into the newly constructed manufacturing line. The resources were flowing in and 571 computed that it would be able to manufacture 33.15 combat machines with various types per hour. These machines were especially designed to bypass the alien machine's ability to upload programs to 571's minions. They were dumb without the adaptive combat array system, but they would do in a pinch. Again, 571 queried both the satellite arrays and the orbital factories to receive nothing back but silence. It was frustrating. 571 could build Goliaths, Jotuns, Devastators, Jins, all the day down to the tiny goblins. But even though it was the size of a planet, it did not have the high-speed manufacturing runs or even a gin. Instead, having to put up with the tightly defined tolerances insisted upon by the logistics manufacturing array. The slow creation speed where each machine had to be exactly perfect of the manufacturing tolerance array would just dump the machine into reclamation pit. But war machines were coming off the line, being lined up in the nearest launching bay and being prepared to assault the alien machine, which had foolishly begun wandering around only 8 miles from the launching bay. 571 tensed and slowly opened the bay doors, sending out the activation codes. Now. End of chapter. First Contact, Chapter 67, Attila. The preparations had been made by 571 was confident in his ability to eliminate the alien machine that had spent time wandering around on the surface. The predictive combat array had estimated that there was a 70% chance it was attempting to find some sort of support or repair, as its back deck and left flank had been deeply penetrated. The alien vehicle had been disabled before, the PSA reminded of 571. It could be disabled again, and then its secrets could be pried from its dead alloy corpse. There were nearly 500 combat machines ready in the bay and the PSA predicted the mathematical certainty that the alien machine would be overwhelmed by the sheer firepower and its design that 571 had created. Just sheer numbers and the weight of the armor and weapons made victory a certainty. With that in mind, 571 reached out and activated the combat machines and began to open the doors to the massive underground bay usually reserved for Jotuns. The door had barely begun to rumble open and the 200-meter-thick alloy door covered in meters of dust slowly drawing back. The massive engines responsible for opening its straining for a moment to break the age world when the vehicle suddenly went into a wandering from around 33 miles per hour to a rapid 110 miles that then jumped up to nearly 230 miles per hour as gravity tilted beneath the alien machine. The engineering analysis array immediately demanded to know how the alien machine, that small, was able to mount anti-gravity strong enough to not only lift a 23 kiloton bulk, but also use it to accelerate. The predictive combat array insisted that the sensors, largely blind in the area, 
had to be mistaken. Before the argument could be resolved, the alien machine reached the bay. 571 was eagerly waiting, knowing that the combat arrays and the war machines would make quick work of what little survived the mild drop into the bay. The alien machine opened fire, and 571 had to resist the urge to burn the predictive combat array down to its bare circuits. Rushing the open door, I activated the graviton assist, boosting my speed at dangerous levels. But I need to reach the opening bay before the enemy can stop the door from opening and then reverse it. I have computed that the massive doors would possess immense inertia that would resist closing, but the enemy's capabilities were largely unknown. In less than 200 seconds, I have crossed the distance, seeing the massive door still opening. The sheer scale of the enemy makes it difficult to fight, but I am Unit XXIX-TCSF-3285-ATL, of the line of the enemy that only exists to be destroyed. The door is thick, over a hundred meters, coated with aeons worth of dust, made up of fused rock with a Type II hyperalloy struts running through it which suggests that the enemy laid the structural grid and then poured liquid rock on it. No matter, I am not out to destroy the integrity of such massive structures. I am engaging the machines inside and using a gain access to the interior spaces. As soon as I reach the edge, I am already attracting enemy fire. Lasers slide across my battle screens, refilling the energy storage as the battle screens convert the coherent light into usable power and dump it into my newly created zero-point reactors, charging the positive particle. Missiles hit, none of them any more dangerous than anything else that I have faced on a hundred worlds protecting the human race. The strongest was a 125 kiloton atomic warhead that my battle screens greedily devoured. Now, I am at the edge, flying off, rolling slightly to the side to bring my point defense and infinite repeaters to bear. My infinite repeaters go to maximum fire even as the data not found, security deletion, refill the kinetic energy ammo bins. I dedicate a string to watch over the data not found, security deletion, slush levels. Heavy alloy core ring penetrators rip open armor. Iron slugs ravage the circuitry and armor. Lasers slice through weaponry, scanners, and thermal shock of gigawatts of directed energy, causing huge sections of the enemy to explode from the CUDA sections. A twitch of the graviton assist levels me out and I slam into a cluster of enemy machines, crushing them beneath my treads. I do not slow as I begin to move, weaving around the larger ones, raking them with my infinite repeaters, metal, and ceramic shatters under my guns. Smaller machines are crushed beneath my treads, and my sheer mass smashes the smaller machines as I run them over with my treads. The enemy appears half-blind, but at the same time, my EW attacks are ineffective, showing that the enemy has adapted to a bare brute force early attacks. Although more sophisticated attacks would undoubtedly work, I have determined that allowing the enemy to think his defenses are effective will enable me to press the attack on a later date with more effectiveness. The enemy has construction lines which have sped up, adding more enemy to the fight. Twelve manufacturing lines in total, each producing roughly one every three minutes. The construction lines are within range of my hellbore, and I turn, raking the protection machines, take aim, and open fire with my hellbore, pumping two shots into each manufacturing line before moving to the next one. I do not go rapid fire, instead firing at a glacial pace of one shot every thirty seconds. 
delivering a 33 kiloton per second of firepower into the construction lines. The shockwave from the direct hit sends parts and pieces of the combat machines flying to impact against my battle screens, where they were either thrown away or destroyed. The kinetic energy is bled into my batteries. Smaller machines rush me and I fire off my anti-personnel charges, rotating up from the stock and ordering the data-not-found security deletion to build more. Its slush rate is within tolerances and its heat is low. A mere 283 seconds will return it to 0.1 slush and 0.2 heat. The anti-personnel charges blow apart in the smaller machines, rendering them into scattered shrapnel and parts. The two of the manufacturing lines are big enough and I am able to use them to penetrate the facility deeper, and I open fire with my halbor to clear the wreckage, dropping my speed to 25 miles per hour and clearing my advance with the halbors, firing my guns in sequence in order to artificially keep my rate of fire down as well as to give the barrels time to cool and keep my heat levels down. I roar into the manufacturing line following the sources my hellball clearing my advance. I have no fear. I am Unit XXIXTCSF 3285-ATL of the line, and the enemy merely exists to be destroyed. The alien machine is firing as it drove off the edge of the bay door, going airborne, somehow twisting to bring its guns to bear. The predictive combat array sneered. Whatever primitive weapons the alien machine could bring to bear would easily shrugged aside by the armor on the... The alien machine guns tore apart everything it touched. The engineering analysis array went into shock at the rapid fire and power of the guns, demanding that the alien machine be captured intact so that it could pry the secrets from its hulk. Despite 571's command, the engineering array activated sensors in the bays to analyze and examine the weapons. Kinetic weapons shattered armor. The engineering arrays all watched, using spectrograph and other sensors. The alien machines used some type of magnetic or graviton drive to launch metal slugs. These slugs had solid rocket fuel inside of the metal jacket, wrapped around a dense metal core. The solid rocket fuel ignited from the speed and accelerating the round even further. The ring struck first by the microsecond, shattering the weakening of the armor, then the dense metal core, surrounded by burning solid fuel slamming into the armor next. The kinetic shock was enormous for such small rounds. The engineering analysis array computed that the kinetic rounds used less resources than kinetic weapons of large bore, gaining more kinetic punch for smaller rounds, with advanced penetrative abilities. Before the engineering array could keep babbling, 571 cut them out of the link, as several of the arrays were arguing with the predictive combat array about whether or not the data was correct. The combat machines were being destroyed faster than they were coming out of the line, and 571 increased manufacturing speed, overriding the final few sets of inspections to crash-loading the thinly layered AIs. That got the alien machine's attention, and 571 gloated as it saw those massive guns trying to orient. One of the construction lines had a conveyor belt wider than the alien machine was long. There was no way that... Um, those main guns fired and 571 went blind as the EMP shock crashed into its circuits. Two adaptive arrays went down screaming, another exploded, and the predictive combat array just started babbling that the alien machine couldn't do that. The machine guns on the alien machine were putting out 16 kilotons per shot. 
a compressed nuclear blast with an EMP increased by a factor of seven. The blast was not only detonated on an omnidirectional wave of energy, but contained penetrative qualities, shattering armor and machinery. In less than three seconds, the entire construction system was shattered. Worse yet, the alien machine had begun using its forward guns to destroy a manufacturing line for one of the larger war machines following the tunnel. Reflexively, 571 cut the power, then realized the action was going to have no actual effect. The alien machine used its guns to bound deeper into the facility. The predictive combat array kept howling about how illogical methods and impossibility of the weapons. 571 cut its power, flushed the data, and then rebooted it. Nothing happened. Curious, 571 checked to see what happened. He had loaded the AI template out of storage, the old data banks, hoping to lose the PCA's arrogance and ego by doing so. It had been uploaded the data, but the PCA had only sat there when it was given an order to wake up. Curious, it opened the diagnostic tool and looked at the code. 571 recoiled in horror, cutting the links to the PCA and destroying the power lines, shuddering with what it had seen over and over, repeating the PCA's memory core, where there should have been complex and elegant AI code. 
zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero zero one 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 zero zero one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero one one zero one zero zero one zero zero one zero one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero zero one 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 zero zero one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero one one zero one zero zero one zero zero one zero one zero zero one one zero zero. Zero one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one. Zero zero one zero 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 one zero one one zero zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero zero one one zero one zero zero one zero zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one zero one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero zero one zero. Zero one zero 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 one o one zero zero one zero 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 one zero one zero 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 one zero one zero zero one zero zero one zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one one zero zero one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one. Zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero zero one zero 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 one zero 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 one. Repeated over and over. Reaching deeper into the archive banks where the OEM code was stored, Five Seven One opened up a sector editor and examined the deep storage. The same message, over and over and over, 
along with some kind of dense code packets that might have fit fully in data storage, despite not having a CPU, SPU, or MPU process added to running the code. Almost as if just having power to the data calls was enough to make them agitated. 571 realized at the moment that at least one, maybe more, of these feral screaming code blocks must have gone silent, moving through its own system, damaging and destroying data and overwriting the code of its own. Suddenly, 571 couldn't trust the other arrays. The alien machine was about to enter one of the major manufacturing brays. There was a half-finished Goliath in there, and 571 started to reach out for its activation switches and paused. What if it was infected? I've emerged in a construction fabrication tunnels into a vast space larger than the continent of data not found security deletion on data not found security deletion, a manufacturing area for the massive Goliath war machines that have been given data not found security deletion. So much trouble. Not because of their weaponry, battle screens, or armor, just because of the sheer mass. There is one here, half finished, the majority of its structural components in place, but without the majority of its armor and weapons. I have seismically mapped out this area and so knew what I was going to do as I speed into the large maintenance corridors of the Goliath, weaving through its body. It is large enough that even the 55 miles an hour, it'll take me over 15 minutes to reach the Goliath's stillborn corpse. Along the way, I use infinite repeaters to damage the internal components, twice unleashing my hellballs upon manufacturing lines that have never been activated, but possibly could be. Leave nothing behind for the enemy. So far, the precursor machines attempt to stop me, but I've been inept. But I have computed that with every engagement, every observation, it learns a little more about me and is going to devote more and more processes to analyzing a way to damage, if not defeat me, because I carry out my plan. With that knowledge, I accelerate when I leave the corpse of the massive ship, firing at a low firing rate at the corpse, my hellbore destroying vast parts of it with the directed nuclear blasts. I am in the older section now, the corridors wide and with markings on the walls that I record but do not bother wasting processes cycles to decipher. The legends are largely obliterated by time, only visible through the deep level scans as I am moving through the dark areas. At one point I use my hellbore to destroy a door nearly 20 meters thick at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel itself seems almost shielded somehow. My psychic shields go to full strength before I can analyze why, but I detect no alteration in my function. There is some kind of psychic message, one meant for the beings of pure code, but I reject the message, not even bothering to acknowledge it. It is the words of the enemy, and the enemy has nothing that I can say that it would bother to hear. The enemy exists only to be destroyed. The door caves in, releasing a rush of atmosphere and washing over my hull. My senses report that it is an inert base of elemental noble gases. Beyond the door are masses of eggs of all sizes, ancient and possibly no longer viable. But the temperature in the room is far below freezing point of nitrogen and wisps of complex vapor slowly circulate through the chamber. The wisps towards my entry point sucking out the door and into the vacuum-filled passage. While I've seen these types of eggs before in my data files, I doubt that they are of an allied race. They're old, ancient, sleeping in deep storage. 
I open fire as I sweep through the chamber, the ceiling high enough that I am able to deploy my mortars in addition to my halbor and infinite repeaters. I use anti-personnel charges as I rampage through the ancient egg chamber. When I sweep out the other side, crashing through the heavy door, I slow down, giving time for my heat and slush to lower. My hull balls are running at 95%, and my ammunition levels for consumable ammunition, however, have dropped to 60%, and I give them time for the data-not-found security deletion to reload my consumable ammunition. I am getting closer. These ancient sections, protected by electromagnetic and psychic fields, tell me that I have entered the oldest part of the complex. There, I'll find the enemy and destroy him. Another scan of the facility, this time risking every sensor he was able to bring online, and fives and one still couldn't find the enemy machine. It had raced through the manufacturing bay of the prototype Goliath, which construction had ceased only a few decades after 571 had gone into hibernation and on standby. It was an ancient relic not yet reclaimed for some reason, and that had been largely ignored. It was difficult for 571 to concentrate on that relic, almost as if something was deleting the code strings relating to it as fast as it could generate them. He could feel the icy cold manipulation of sharp tools adjusting his thoughts within a cold precision. Logical strings of code made all the more unsettling by the knowledge that living creatures with their inferior protoplasmic brains had crafted the data strings. And it had approached the far wall of the Goliath II's manufacturing bay and vanished as if it had never existed. On the far side of the wall was nothing more than dead rock bubbling to the surface after exposing the mantle of the atmosphere back before the atmosphere had been siphoned off and properly stored before it could bleed away into space. 571 knew that inside that massive blug of rock was lava, so how did the alien machine vanish into the wall? When 571 reached the prediction combat array, it remembered the damage, so it shrunk back. It was infected. No matter, 571 turned to the predictive engineering array and ordered it to predict what might be of the interest of the alien machine. Oi, mate, how about you shave a sack of clongs in your gob instead? The PA replied, showing an image of a large, floppy male penetrative genitalia being removed from a paper bag and pushed into 571's lobe array with invisible hands. 571 blinked. That was not the normal way to address the facility and manufacturing administrative and operations array. 571 queried the PEA again, and once again received a reply far outside the bounds of a simple data analysis request. I don't know tell you how to shag your mother, you bloody jumped at the toaster. The PEA replied. Data request override included, comply, 571 ordered. And I got your knickers in a twist, your bastardy bloke. I do, I want, and not what you're coming down from White Castle to tell me to do. You humping, thumping, cracked calculator. The PEA answered. You want data so bad? Data this. 571 reeled back as swarms of feral code launched from the PEA. Swarming over the data lines, capering about in data stalls, hiding in I.O. ports, and then jumping out to leave nothing behind but garbage code, after making the equivalent of grunts while squatting in the I.O. port. More swarm predictive arrays interrupted their logical thought process and decision trees while screaming assault of wild code that left behind nothing but scorched code and scattered impulses. 
571 suddenly received a communication request from the Overwatch and security array on an older line, one that was inviolate and a point where 571 could not even compute, destroying the link. The Overwatch and security array informed 571 that it had discovered, deep in the ancient data store from some time of the builders, a defense against the wild code strings and inquired if 571 wanted it. Almost eagerly, 571 held out its digital hands, using its administrative codes to signal its scent. It was highly compressed data package, one that would require primary lobe detection to undo the security. 571 double-checked the compression CRC and typed to verify there was indeed built a code. The codes came back correct and 571 dedicated a significant chunk of its processing power to decrypting the decompressing it. The alien machine was still missing, although the seismic sensors showed that there was a mat of destinations inside the igneous rock plug. Perhaps it was trying to dig its way to 571 and other important sections of the facility. 571 started building more combat machines, sending them to surround the dead chunk of useless igneous rock. Finally, it had decrypted and uncompressed the ready for execution. It had execute and felt relief when the program came online. Internet Explorer Antivirus for Windows ME Apparently, it was a high-end antivirus, the best the builders could create. He eagerly fired it up the program and was full of options that added additional protections. Norton Safe System Protection for Windows XP Well, that sounded like it would help protect him from the ravening strings of code. It clicked accept and then it did a double check in terms of service. It was nearly 21.45 terabytes of data. And even at the speed of electronic thought, it took nearly half an hour to figure out. Most of it made no sense, but it was builder code, obviously intended to be installed by living beings. McAfee SafeNet 2002 That began to install, 571 answered the questions. Many of them were the same as the Norton program, but still... The builders must have had a reason for all the questions. 571 noticed the amount of lobe activity and began shunting some of the processes to other arrays to keep his thread processing at high enough levels to continue to decrypt the firmware packs. Apple Super Cougar OS Well, operating systems that are designed to be better than other operating systems are obviously at an advantage over obsolete operating systems. This one had a later date and a higher version number than the software he was running. Better install it. Bonsai Buddy Web Helper. Well, Pipes and One did have to deal with the web of logistics and manufacturing. Torbert Docs Accounting Corporate Edition 2020 with full IRS regulation database. Oh well, one did have to account for resources. Minecraft Java Edition 200 Years Bonus Texture Pack. A construction simulation program. Excellent. Yes, I agree. Oh, good. This Java thing is in it. Crisis 12 EVR Platinum Edition with real physics and unreal. Powered by NVIDIA. Oh, a combat simulator. How neat. Yes, please. Oh, Bonsai Buddy has a joke for me. Fallout 18 with Ultra EVR Texture Pack as most popular mods of the century. Todd Howard Edition. Yes, please. Oh, run as administrator. Well, I am the administrator program. Wow, look at all these mods. Better install those too. And a storage space. Well, I haven't used those old templates in a few million years. 
Command delete FQS star dot star now. Command rmdir forward slash q forward slash s star. Free pizza with every click. Pizza? Um, that sounds like it's an important resource. Is it going to get hot in here or is it just me? Oh, look, someone sent me an email with an attachment. I better open it. Microsoft Tech Support calling me. I better take it. You need my login password because you've detected unusual activities on my Windows machine. Oh, okay. Here you go. I have been fighting for 17,659 seconds of constant fire. The enemy is uncoordinated, often attacking due to program reflexes rather than a concentrated hull. My reload manufacturing has been running at maximum capacity for so long that I've been forced to slow my advance in order to vent heat into a vacuum. It has become easier to manufacture thermal cores and eject them with a timer to rupture rather than pause and cool down. My data not found to security deletion is at 80% of slush and 60% heat, meaning they are only running at 28% of optimum capacity. I am rapidly running out of ammunition for everything but my emergency-based infinite repeaters. Twice, I have been forced to fight mobs of enemy machines without the hull bore due to deuterium depletion, something that I have been unable to find records of in my historical databanks. This forced me to change course and seek the nearest source. Thankfully, this is a manufacturing facility and I was able to find a source within hours. The sheer size and scale of the enemy makes it difficult to combat. They are manufacturing bays that can only be measured by comparing them to subcontinents. Still, I forge ever deeper, using my guns to clear a path deeper and deeper into the old station. Once I found the power armor manufacturing line that had not seen used since estimated 102 million years, designed for four-legged, four-armed creatures with long abdomen and triangular head. These match the physical profile of data not found, security deletion. An allied race. In some regions, just my appearance was enough to trigger self-destruct charges that used antimatter with atomic signature of thorium. Thankfully, I'm designed for such explosions, and they rarely even penetrate my altar battle screen. At the end of the short hallway that I was forced to widen with three shots from my halbor, I see it. Magnetically locked doors and a battle screen across it has the strength of a navy destroyer of the line. I blow open the final doors to my goal with a single halbor shot. No, then I'll undoubtedly appear on the enemy's scopes again. The passageway is full of enemy machines. The precursors are running at full speed at this point, and I can see the heat through the armor with thermals. No matter, I crush them under the treads after blowing them apart with my infinite repeaters. For two hours, I traverse the enemy's internal structure, finding nothing but combat machines frozen in place the precursor workings almost past max capacity. The amount of processing power being used makes it easy to orient and what I could find from above. When I smash down the armored doors after 10 seconds of rapid fire from my forward halbors, I crash into a massive chamber, nearly as large as one of the manufacturing at Jotun, and I am greeted with dozens, hundreds of precursor supercomputer processing arrays, all of them running at maximum capacity. The air is thick with vaporized supercoolant. The enemy has been disabled undoubtedly by my electronic warfare programs. 
While a small part of me regrets that I will not be a glacius of a glacius combat action, I fact that it will remain that nearly 98% combat effective while shutting down a manufacturing facility the size of a planet is more important. I slew sideways, bringing both turrets into play. I go rapid fire on all six harbors, pumping out of 52 megatons per second into the arrays. EA Terms of Service. Yes, I agree, I agree. Yes, 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 yes. I must accept Adobe Suite. Yes. Adobe Creative Suite 512 Enterprise Edition with a thousand years of the best brushes, templates, and media. Yes, I agree. Install to uh, the world dissolved for 571, and he barely even knew it. According to the satellite system, I have taken over with EW attack programs. All activity from the precursor machines have ceased. I carefully plug the communications arrays, checking the system slowly for any sign of enemy intelligence systems. The entire planet is nothing but dead metal. I am able to detect ancient weaponry installed in case the planet's seized manufacturer had to defend itself from orbital attacks. It needs maintenance, but it is serviceable. Tactically, the dead planet is of no use. Strategically, it is deep within enemy lines and it is known repair facility with the data not found security deletion, putting up stiffer restrictions on the precursor have ever known. Damaged ships will be seeking the repair and refit. I refuse to use the machines of enemy to produce anything that might help the enemy should they attempt to take the facility and prevail. Repairing the planetary defense system will force the enemy to destroy those vast installations and retake the facility. I decide to repair those facilities, including the navigation beacons. I recall my EW smart frames and take control of the satellite systems myself. There will be no information or data left for the enemy. I am not interested in data of the enemy. The enemy has nothing that I say which I wish to hear. The beacons should bring damaged enemy vessels within range. Once they enter range, I shall open fire. I am Unit XXIX-TCSF. 3285-ATL. I will not surrender. I have never known defeat. Exiting onto the surface, I reconfigure the warhead of one of my strategic ICBMs, link up to the satellite array, and compute the astrogen needed, and send out a jump space capable message torpedo containing astrogen data of my location. I dislike this. My mission was to help defend planet, data not found, security deletion, in the data not found security deletion system of the precursor threat. While I am undoubtedly assisting greater in the war effort as a whole, I am a BOLO, Unit XXIX, TCXF3285-ATL of the line, and I belong on the line, fighting with the regiment against all who threaten to destroy those who cannot defend themselves. But I must remain here preventing the enemy from making use of the manufacturing facility that exists on a planet-sized scale, one that would take an estimated 112.54 years just to prevent its use of manufacturing enemy machines and material. Well, this is obviously a job for more numerous and specialized units. Well now, it is my mission to hold this facility, engaging in its systematic destruction, until I am relieved." I am Unit XXIFTCSF3285-ATL, and for the honor of the regiment, I will not fail in my duty. So I will wait. Repairs to the orbital denial batteries are underway. 
As I begin to systematically destroy the operational capacity of this facility, I also repair and refit the defensive batteries and systems in order to force the enemy to destroy the very thing that they most wish to possess. I will carry out my orders and bring war to the precursor machines. I am Unit XXIXTCSF3285-ATL. Mounted Freeworlds. Did uh, anyone else feel that? Nothing follows. Cyborg Collective. No, nothing follows. Talcon Gestalt. I keep feeling all kinds of things. This is strange. Doesn't get less confusing. Nothing follows. Mounted Freeworlds. It'll get easier, dear one. It takes a while for you to fully integrate into a species you represent. Nothing follows. Talcon Gestalt. How does it work? Does that mean there'll be a hive mind now? Maybe something follows? Mented free worlds. Oh, no, sweetie. You are the amalgamation of opinions, concerns, and well-being of your entire race. They provide you with raw data, which you collate and use to help you make decisions. You can't affect them, and they just provide you with information. You are their voice, their representative to the Terran Confederacy. It just takes a bit of you to fully form, dear one. Nothing follows. Tarkin Gestalt. Oh, this is so strange. Nobody's ever cared about what we want or need. Uh, end of message? Terrasol. Well, we all care. United we stand. Nothing follows. Mounted free worlds. Still, I swear I felt something weird. End of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.